Hey everyone, Jack here. Just a quick note on today's episode. We had some technical difficulties on one of the microphones for one of our guests. Um, there's a little bit of clipping and some audio that might sound a little different for you, but uh, we think you still will enjoy the episode. Um, and anyway, uh, you get what you pay for. It's a free podcast. Uh, now on with the show. Hello and welcome to Pod for Noriga, the official state-sanctioned podcast mm-hmm. for all television we and have film another in the Norwegian Kingdom of Norway. Yes, we are growing in ranks. But for, before we get to that, let's uh, uh, um, coming to you. I guess not live because this is going to be recorded after. But coming, I'm recording it live from the Arctic Circle in the beautiful uh, city of Henningsvar on the islands of Lofoten, which I promise are real places. I am Jack here with Kiro. and over in America, still locked down in a in a declining <laughs> empire, Ooh. is uh, it's Kevin and John. Okay, and now. Uh, because why not add more people? We have all have another honest to God Norwegian from the wild mm-hmm. joining us. This this is uh this is my buddy Erland. Say hi. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me, everybody. <laughs> yeah, no, thanks. no problem Thank you for, for being here and sanctioning our uh, our podcast further. Sanc- yes, another another Norwegian sanctioning this uh, this uh, sovereign podcast. <laughs> you you are um you are. Uh, continuing a line of uh, Norwegians with names I have a hard time pronouncing, including, uh, as we've established before, my wife, whose name I've never learned, um, as well as... So, uh, it's pronounced I, Norway. I call her Norway. <laughs> but it, so is it... Uh, one more time so I can... I, I tried to explain it to Kevin. It's pronounced Erlen. It's pronounced Erland, like Erland. Think air and land, but for some reason Jack always says Erland, you know, and uh, this is something <laughs> we're working. On. We're, we're working on it, you know. It's, okay, it's like air the, this and is land. What friendship is about, you know. You have to you have to work through your difficulties, so, but yeah, Erland, air land, air land, and I are we work for the same uh, company, but he I work in the evil division and he works in the hippie crunchy division. Oh, nice. So nice. yes, that's the. Okay. the I, uh, the one that cares about the planet, yeah, that's the one, the hippie yeah. one. Hence the airland. <laughs> exactly. All right, guys, this. this has been off to a, a fucking insane start. Um, today we're talking about the 2010 film Nukas, which was directed by uh, uh, Eric Scholberg. Nailed it. Euro, help me out with that. Eric Scholberg. Scholberg. Oh, that sounds Danish. Whatever. I checked. He is Norwegian. He wrote, he previously, uh, he wrote 22 episodes of Occupied. He also directed 11 of them, and he's actually known for, um, most famously for directing Prozac Nation, which was like a, a, with uh, Christina Ricci like 20 years ago. Um, He also wrote and directed the Swedish, I believe, version of Insomnia, which Christopher Nolan remade. That's right. If oh, anybody's ever yeah. heard of that. I have yes. Seen, yeah, it's, yes. uh, you know, Bootstrap, Bootstrap Bill Turner from Parts of the Caribbean. He's like the detective and definitely recommended. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, uh, actually, which I really want to quickly uh, go into a side thing. Um, from I got an email um, from you, one of our listeners named Anders. Who, one listener named Anders. He's an American living in California. He wrote us a very, very nice email. And he actually had a s- couple suggestions on future future stuff that we should cover, including um, covering insomnia. Yeah. Um, and maybe doing like a comparison between the you know Scandinavian version and then the American Christopher yeah. Nolan oh, uh, version. I would totally be down for that. Yeah. All right. That might be one we can put on the list. Then. The other things he also... So uh, I don't think Kevin and John will know these, but Erlen, you might know, which is uh, b- uh, Beforeners, he recommended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, uh, that's on HBO. Yeah, that's right. So you guys would be able to see it. A lot of our friends in, in that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Most um, of them. Which, uh, which uh, we're going to get into today because I feel like this is the final movie that broke our theory that Norway only has 12 actors. Yes. Because I didn't yes. know anyone in this movie. Well, um, but... The IMDb did note that they intentionally used a ton of amateurs, including mm-hmm. the cop with the revolver was the twin brother of the actual cop who did that. 
Uh, Interesting. So oh these are not necessarily actors. God. These are well. That, that makes even on film sets, you yeah. know, we're socialists, even on film sets. You know, you got to give the twins some role to play because that's just what we do in socialist <laughs> countries. That's very probably that's good very for the insurance. He gets hurt, you know. You, that's very you Bring in the brother. Um, he also uh, Anders also recommended Exit. I don't know, Erlen, oh, did you ever watch that? That's a great show. Yeah, and it's short too, so it's about four hours in total. So it's actually. Can you explain that? Wait, like, a, well, how would you summarize it's that? It's like if you take the Norwegian Wolf of Wall Street and then you loosely base it on some real events. Then you basically have a TV show, eight episodes, 30 minutes each, about a couple of, like I said, loosely based on true people, true events, um, in the financial district of Oslo doing crazy shit. I mean, um, I hope most of it isn't real a because it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We can, so let's look, we can look at that. He also invented Vagveum, uh, Likeland, another Stavanger-based TV show about the oil industry, the, the mm. beginning of the oil industry out there, and uh, Valkyrian, which I forgot to look up that one. Anyway, so anyway, thank you, Anders, for writing us in. Uh, yeah, thanks, if uh, anybody else wants to ever write in, we're podfornodiga at gmail.com. Was able to snag that domain. N-O-R-G-E. So let's go into this movie, because um, I think if there are anybody, if, you know, the other three listeners that are listening to this podcast probably don't have access to the film, yeah, so no. we might have to do a little so more we, explaining. Yeah, wh- how did we access this? Well, John and I access this yeah. in a, a roundabout way. What YouTube. did you guys do? We went on YouTube, found the, uh, an uploaded version uh, that was dubbed in Italian. Sub- subtitled in subtitles sorry it's not dubbed subtitled in italian then we used auto translate to translate those back into and as i was watching it for a second time i was realizing why did we put them in put the subtitles in norwegian and then so and then switch it or was it that they were already translated so the, it was it was translated the subtitles were in italian uh on Tra- that YouTube translated video by from some, norwegian by some collective of italian transcribers online who try to make oh. movies available to Italians. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, yeah. oh no. But, but oh, this... that's bad. Oh yeah, because no, this it's... movie is not it's important that you know that this movie is not in Norwegian. It is in my dialect. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so oh yeah, there's there's dialect? there are a number of instances where I was like, "Wait, what what did they just say?" Or what the, oh, the caption God. was far off. But if it was so we saw the one step uh, translated like Norwegian to Spanish uh, to Italian, but if we tricked, clicked the Norwegian version, that would have been translated from Norwegian to Italian to Norwegian, and then to English. To English. <laughs> oh, and so it I, is. Yeah, I'm so curious to find out what movie you watched. <laughs> Me too. Let's get yeah. going. Let's get going into it. So the, um, for those who don't know, so Nukas is a film um, covering the true life events where on uh, the 5th of April 2004 at 8 a.m. the Nukas cash uh, handling um, in Stavanger, Norway, like a, b- a big bank, um, was raided by heavily armed men. It is the biggest heist ever in the history of Norway. And so the movie follows um, the, what would you say, like a the day it's it's, it's the, the entire yeah. thing is just the day just of it from, from 3 a.m to 8 30 a.m yeah yeah that's wild um which i like okay it's, it's nice... let's go with generic thoughts um uh kevin and john how about you, you guys go first what'd you think of the movie from what you saw yeah uh i liked it i thought it was it was fun it was yeah not a lot of dialogue so it was really easy to uh follow along it was it was hilarious t- like un- if if it weren't for you know, one cop, you know, tragically losing his life, but this could have been turned into a comedy. That's so true. A comedy <laughs> yeah. of errors. But, yeah. but, you know. It's so Norwegian. It's like, it it's like, it like you think an American movie, like heat, it's just like automatic weapons, like shit's blowing up left and right. And Norwegian, there's like every once in a while, poo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Poo. Like, is that a gunshot? Is Are that they a shooting? gun? With, Do but, people have guns? Which, which, to be fair, is, oh, yeah, it was is like very real, realistic. And that's, like, I it's love in, it. In, and that's not just like a Norwegian, like, in, in, in my understanding of gunfights, 
from the many I have been in <laughs> on my PlayStation against <laughs> Russian 13-year-olds is that, yeah, the gunshots go like that and then in get T-Bag. There's always T-Bag. Yes, definitely. Um, no, okay, so so that's uh, that's what Kevin thought. John, what did you think? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, I do think it is probably much more realistic of most actual bank robberies, which end in failure and people getting caught, uh, mm-hmm, and yeah. also most po- and probably a fair number of police responses in you know. I was going to mm-hmm. say small towns. I know Stavanger is actually the third largest city in Norway. Um, Fourth. Fourth, okay. But, uh, you know, like, not everyone is elite at what they do. Uh, There's Mm -hmm. a lot of, as Kevin was saying, errors, and, and, you know, most robberies are not inside man. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it was interesting. I mean, it was supremely frustrating uh, to watch (laughs) a lot of it and, and, like, be screaming at it and saying, like, oh, my God, get out of the effing basement of your police station or i don't know maybe can we stop having random civilians walking through when heavily armed men and the sound of gunfire is going off like i get that norwegians are unflappable but come on let's let's exercise some common sense but anyway gyro is going to give us a long rant about about the people of stavanger and an ode of uh, an ode to her people um, oh, I do. I, I I totally agree with that because there there is an interesting concept which uh, uh, I I remember learning was um, no plan ever survives contact with the enemy, and boy did that take <laughs> place in this like when the plan yeah, the like not to jump too far ahead but like when when they realize that the glass isn't breaking, <laughs> and you're just like, ah. Uh, <laughs> is it really that hard to get through bulletproof glass? I mean, yes. that yes. was yeah. impressive. Have you ever... In reality, they emptied, they they shot yeah. 115 bullets or something yeah. into that yeah. into that window before yeah. it gave. Gla- it. Have you ever like held bulletproof glass? It is a. Have you held bulletproof glass? I was uh, I was once in the the uh, president's uh, uh, like motorcade car. He, the president was not there. <laughs> Wait, you were in <laughs> to be clear. in in the the monster the beast. Yes. And it was no. I was like doing a tour, and yeah, and, yeah. and I got to go into. Um, and the only thing I remember was how there's two things I remember. One, the door is the heaviest goddamn mm-hmm. thing, and you that that the glass. It's just well, it's the, a brick. It's all. It's all. There are also guns and like explosives yeah, in the door. Yes, but no. The other thing I remember, we're we're so sidetracked already, is yeah. that all the door handles are cupped. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, why are they cut? And they say, so people can't run up and handcuff themselves to the door. Mm-hmm. <gasps> and so everything, there's not a surface where you could fit a handcuff through and lock it or a zip tie or something. So, I don't know. i just like, man, someone thought that shit through. Oh, yeah. Well done. Yeah. Um, Erlen, what did you think of the movie? Ooh, I love how everyone was like, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I, I don't want to be that guy, but I really didn't like this movie. <laughs> I thought it was really, really oh, bad. Yeah, that's good, 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 that good, good. why we have you on here. I mean, uh, that's perfect. I might be the, the, the second Norwegian you know, sanctioning this podcast, but I will not sanction this movie because it's completely, <laughs> it's completely missing fair. the third that's act. Fair. I mean, did anybody else feel like they just it just ended? And then you're like, wait, so did they get caught or what? <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Go ahead, Kevin. No, I, absolutely. I, I I watched it twice because I, I kind of fell asleep in the middle of the first time. But both times, I was like, "Wait, that's the en- that's the end. That's how that's how it ends." The the steady cam on the bus or from off the bus was an interesting way to end it. Like just the single shot for the last I don't know four Do or five you, minutes. You uh, the word interesting is uh, very neutral. Do you, yeah, did I you mean, enjoy it? I, it was different than typical, uh, mm-hmm. which I appreciated to some extent. I also might have liked some follow-up, but I mean, and, and as I understand it, they all got found and convicted, uh, mm-hmm. except for one guy who was acquitted and then got convicted on appeal, which is a fun thing that can happen in Norway, but not here. <laughs> um, but anyway. Uh, um, if I could jump in, Judd. So, um, I, I get what you guys are saying. Um, I wonder... Um, this goes to what we were kind of talking about when we saw 22 July, how much, um, uh, I agree with Erlen. Like this is definitely not like a three act structure film. Um, it's, it's more like an unfolding of true events. And the other, the first film that came to mind was United 93. 
Mm. Um, I don't know if you ever saw that about the the plane that was hijacked on 9-11 and then retaken by the passengers and crashed in yeah. Pennsylvania. Um, but that movie, like, it's really just, sh- it just showed what happened in a day's, like, it's a lot of people, I mean, it's actually super boring in the beginning because it's just a lot of people going through, like, airport security, which <laughs> is not fun to watch. Um, but I, I wonder if this is, cause this is, and, and Giro and Erling can, can, um, can correct me on this, but like, I imagine everyone in Norway knows about this, this yeah. case, like this, if, you, if you're, uh, over a certain age, yeah, then if you're very familiar with older, this robbery, if you're, if you're seven today, you won't know it. So I wonder like if they, if the idea is not to like, here's a thing that you probably heard about on the news and all know what happened. And here's actually like minute for minute how everything went down mm-hmm. and then you because you probably know that it happened and then the court case that came after um i had a realization while watching this film that this kind of uh, i i i thought that this is a kind of film that i bet a lot of people are not gonna like um but for me it it fits um into a category which i now realize i really really like which are um I don't want to say conspiracies because that's like UFOs and aliens, but like pl- movies about people who are conspiring in a group or like pl- plots. Movies mm-hmm. about like a, a plot to do a thing, whether it be like Valkyrie to like kill Hitler or Ocean's Eleven. You know, Ocean's Eleven, perfect example. And where also, or like something that covers an event like this, like the Kennedy assassination, mm-hmm. and they go, okay, mm-hmm. so this is where this guy was. Here's what happened at this angle. And in like a real breakdown of a system to see how shit uh like how the events unfolded kind of Absolutely, kind yeah. of i think of like black hawk down a little bit like that too although that's way different and has yeah. more of an over that's uh, an arc but like that i did, actually black hawk down might be a really good example because it showed um in these kind of things it's harder to since it's not it's based on a true event weird things happen that you would never include in an actual story. Mm-hmm. And so I think that makes it harder to predict like what the hell is going to happen at the end. And I actually really, really enjoyed, especially knowing when it is something that's stays so close to true events. So um, that hit a soft spot in me. And I've realized I, I really like, uh, like that. And that's my jam. On the other hand, I think that there are some filmmaking shortcuts that I think that they took. Um, I don't know if they were budget constraints or or the you know concerns about the length, but that it does kind of the movie just does kind of just randomly end. Yeah. So I I agree with with uh, with Erlen on that one. Um, uh, Giro, how about you? What'd you think? Um, and please give as much detail about the people of Stavanger as possible. <laughs> uh, no, I um, liked it in the sense that it brought up a lot of emotion, most of that emotion being just me cringing uh, a lot at how things are being done. Uh, but, you know, that's that's a valid uh, emotion. Um, to me, it's also very uh, cute to hear my dialect. <laughs> cute? Every single Bridget, Bridget Jones? So Bridget Jones? Um, it, it's I love just, it. It's just a silly city it's a mm-hmm. silly dialect mm-hmm. it's a silly yeah what uh all of it. one question i had uh for you guys uh first off arlen have you been to stavanger i've actually never been to stavanger yeah which is uh <gasps> well for me it was it was interesting to see because like i mean everybody's already touched on it the fact that there are all these pedestrians that are like is this a drill and they're mm-hmm. like there's like crazy armed gunmen with uh, you know, face masks. It's like, if you're a police, you don't... There's live ammunition being fired. What do you mean? Yeah. yeah. I, I think the big thing is for me was the face mask. It's like, or the ski mask thing. I <laughs> fucking love the people of Stavanger in this movie. Because, like, I like the guy. I mean, the guy... There were so many good people who could be my guy for the film. Like, mm-hmm. the guy getting off the bus... And the cop, like who get, like they keep dropping people off in between the cops, the cops and, and the, the yeah. and the and the robbers, and the guy and the cops yelling like get out of the way, and the guy goes I'm just getting off the bus, yeah, <laughs> yeah or talking back, or the or the or the the when the cops and the robbers they're like at a standoff pointing guns at each other, and the woman just being like, can I can I go, buy, am I allowed yes. to go here? I'm so sorry, am I? I need to get to the H and M. It is it is. The H&M the, is fucking closed. 
the the bike the guy in the bike I think is the best who like ended up becoming a hostage who yeah. like gets a gun pointed at him and his first thought is like oh, is this an exercise you guys with the SWAT team and just like oh, fine but, I mean, the, the but guy, we have to the, remember that, like this is the this helmet? is 2004 yeah so like before July 22nd before all this stuff mm. the people of Stavanger have never seen a gun in real life <laughs> oh. ever so mm-hmm. when they show like i get i get how their first reaction is not someone is robbing a bank mm-hmm. but that like they're shooting a movie yeah. or there's an exercise yeah. if or you see something that's so out of the ordinary in your everyday life it's you're not gonna your first thought is not oh this is reality this is but yeah I, taking I, it face seems, value i don't know that seems so weird to me because if you are not used to seeing people carrying mm-hmm. large semi-automatic weapons mm-hmm. and you then see lots of people carrying large semi-automatic weapons and you hear gunshots how is the reaction not oh shit that's weird i shouldn't I, be you know I, walking I'm, in the middle of this i have a comparison and it's gonna sound ridiculous at first but just bear with me so me. <laughs> when i was in chicago during spring break in college we uh, i was walking around town and one day we saw a bunch of people in animal costumes no explanation just crowds and crowds of of animal costumes as soon as we saw the second group and then like a third group turning the corner we were like oh okay that's this is just this is just a thing like this is (laughs) we're just that is something that we just don't know what's happening but they know what's going on so we're just gonna let them do whatever they're gonna do yeah like i exactly they could have all had guns under those animal costumes. They didn't, but you know, and also the the very different stakes in different in these situations. But it's the, I I agree with with Guru. Like if it's not something that you would mm-hmm. have you have ever seen, and it's so out of the ordinary, like okay, it's because it's so weird. There has to be something that I'm missing. And and I I pre, like I'm sure like these people eventually start to figure things out, but I, I you know if there's not active shooting mm-hmm. and there's a lot of police standing and you're just kind of walking the way you normally walk and there's a bunch of guys standing around like that, yeah, you might think, oh, is this an exercise? Like, yeah, and let, no one's running because a lot of it I know is no one's running around or doing it. It's a lot of waiting. Yeah, and 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 picking up. So bills. yeah, that's I can. Absolutely. Uh, one uh, one question I, I had for all of you guys, um, which is why I was asked if Erlen had been to Stavanger, is how um, well were you able to comprehend the space? Because this all takes place, in, it took place, mm-hmm. m- at least the active scenes um, in the, the, the bank and then right outside of it with a lot of cutting back and forth to certain streets. Now, uh, because of Giro, like I have been to Stavanger before, so I'm actually pretty familiar where everything is laid out. And, um, I, I, like, I think the church was very helpful and honestly, the H and M helped me orient where everything was. Um, and I want to know how were you guys able to track that? I I was, uh, yeah, it was, it took me a little bit to, Mm -hmm. to like kind of wrap my head around it, but Mm -hmm. when it, it, everything like clicked into place when uh, that Mm -hmm. last shot of the cop running towards the cars getting away, yeah, and I yeah. saw like the H and M and the church there. It was just kind of like, oh, okay. Now I I know exactly where that is. I know where the action took mm-hmm. place. So it it took a little bit, but yeah, eventually formed a, a, a okay decent mental map. Because that was my concern. I could see that that might have been difficult because I noticed that there weren't a lot of establishing shots. Like wh- there weren't a lot of wide shots ever. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a ton of medium shots and a ton of close-ups. Specifically, anytime someone is driving, there's just a guy in the back seat filming them and like up and at an angle, mm-hmm. which I probably was very difficult. Uh, but, but also hilariously entertaining in the case of the cops that when they decide to pull over the guy who's got got the too many chairs, oh and God. I was just like, these are the cops of a major city, and it's yes. they are adorable they are and i loved it they're just doing their uh, jobs they're, they were and they're making sure and, that the, the road is safe no but it's also a, well, to, it's that goes back to your other point of like it's it's events unfolding you, you don't see mm-hmm. you know in in your everyday life you don't get those establishing shots of where you where you're walking <laughs> into uh, or you know you don't get that yeah coffee shop facade before you walk in it's just you walk into a store and 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 mm-hmm. this is the same thing it just follows the unfolding events of the yes of what and boy happening. did i i think we need it because i had did not know how wildly um intricate this plan was like this was a massive crew 
with multiple stops, multiple distractions, which were honestly pretty brilliant, like the burning of that truck. Yeah. And but... the spikes, the spike strip, which the guy on the bike just kind of oh comes across I and was like, that. I love I that. don't know what this is, but I think I should move it. Yes. <laughs> I, I think he, I think he, he knew what was going on. That, that was, that was the guy that he like left the, the police station on, on, on yes. his bike, right? Yeah. On his bike. Well, everyone else is like, what do we do? Put the fire out. And he's he like, fuck it. I'll yeah. get my bike. But he didn't take a gun with him when he did that. Well, don't be ridiculous, John. Like, yeah, why would you need a gun? Guns. They only had five revolvers. He was like, I'll leave it for Which the they had guys. to load on the way. Yeah. But it is, because um, it is, it's, it, that's actually a good point because if you walk at a brisk pace from the police station to where everything was happening, yes. it's 10 minutes. Which mm. means if you jog or run, yeah. Yeah. It's six minutes. Yeah. And I have to believe that it took more than six minutes mm-hmm. to put out a truck fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah, that was pretty... I wonder how much of this... So one thing that is... is I don't know if um, Kevin and John were able to tell, but so this took place over Easter break, mm-hmm. which yeah. is pretty yeah, intentional yeah. then. And as Giro's mother has told me, the only people in Stavanger during, e- uh, during Easter break are uh, Catholics and dogs. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yes. The rest Every, of us everyone the else cabin. goes in the cabin. Yeah. <laughs> there's, everyone so else there's just no one downtown. downtown. Yeah. That's where we were. Me and Mama were. Yeah. Oh, cabin. actually, yeah. Do you want to, girl? So, girl, like, lived through this in in such a way. Do you want to tell me a little bit about how your experience was? Yeah. So, um. It, right next to the church, which is in a lot of the shots, um, is my was my school, my high school. Um, I was informed by my mother 12 minutes ago that uh, uh, contrary to what I had thought before, I hadn't started going to that school yet. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no. I know I told you like 17 times. That's when I, I was at that school. That's not nope. correct. That's I funny. started the year after. Great. Um, so I make up things. But you were at the cabin... When it happened, we were me and mom at the cabin. Yes, Um, and we're getting the news sort of trickling in, and we're like, "What's happening?" My dad was arriving by plane um, to, so so I think they like stopped some stuff at the airport. It was all very confusing. And the day after, we saw a bunch of helicopters um, around the cabin area where we were, because at that point, they most of them had gotten away, Mm -hmm. maybe all of them. So. And, and then you just start searching frantically. Mm-hmm. So the airports, the ports, uh, yeah. the mountains, all of it. So they were they were trying to figure out where these guys went. It took them a while to route them all up. Yeah, that's um, pretty wild. Yeah, but I remember it being kind of a... But, but then again, I was, what, mm-hmm. like 14? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't... Yeah, a lot of um, other stuff going on at that time. Um, I actually had a couple questions that I wanted to uh, pivot to from um, the movie. Uh, the do, did what was the tape they put on their arm? They they actually comment on it in the beginning. For William, they put a little tape around their shoulders. They they said when at least the translation that I was seeing when he when the guy with the roll of tape he walks up to mm-hmm. uh, you know the guy who was taking a shower and says for Thomas. Yeah, then, he did. Is Thomas still like, in the cancer? Oh yeah. Yeah, Tom- no, that was uh, Alex. Okay. Uh, Thomas uh, was uh, acquitted by the jury. Oh. Um, I'm just on the uh, Wikipedia page right now. But then convicted oh, on appeal. He was the guy that. Says, oh, he's yeah. the one who got. Oh, he convicted on appeal. Okay, Oops. so the tape didn't work. Um, but maybe it was if he's like driving the car, yeah. then he needs to be able to easily spot them oh, and distinguish them from. That is actually a good point. Oh, no. Yeah. Huh. The other question I had was, uh, what is Yaden? <laughs> Wait. Because one of the lines is when the cop is, like, the main guy with the revolver is up, and he has other police officers joining him, running up. They're like, where's this building? And he's like, it's right here. He goes, I thought it was down this way. And he says, are, are you from Yaren? Yeah. Yes. The, the translation oh, I... we got for it was, are you from out of town? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, well done. One, well done, Italian translators. Or yeah. Auto translate. Yeah. Speaking of the Norwegian language, we have this word called guttastamning, uh, which I, I kept coming back to essentially because uh, in the beginning of the film, I'm sure you'll remember, there's you know the leader of the pack and he's basically trying to get all 11 people super hyped up and um, 
this word guttastamning comes to mind because it's essentially translates to kind of like the Norwegian version of bro culture. <laughs> so he's like, come here, gutta, like, let's do it. You know, this is going to be the biggest heist in the Nordic countries. And he just comes back to this attitude throughout the entire movie, you know, despite however poorly things are going, you know, it's like the glass isn't breaking. He's like, come here, gutta. This is going to be great. Like, no worries. At the beginning, during his first pump-up speech, I thought one of the translations killed me. He says, um, and we're going to break the glass. It's going to, the translation was, it's going to crumble like a biscuit. And and then in English, he says, piece of cake. And the translation was, smooth as oil. (laughs) What? The translation from Norwegian it, which was Go said in gold. English to Italian yeah. to well, English. Piece of again. cake must not be an idiom in Italian. I guess, I guess yeah. not. Yeah. Well, let's get fucking paid was also said a lot. I did like the guys driving, talking about the movie Heat and how unrealistic it was. Because how hard was to great. carry all that money. I kind of wish he didn't do that though, because you know, in a film when you're completely referencing another film, then you're almost getting into that kind of meta state where. You're directly asking the audience to compare your work You're to, calling it out. to somebody else's. And, you know, at that point, I felt like uh, they had already lost. Yeah, it's going to be way better. It's, but yeah, it's like are, a show-don't-tell kind of thing. But the, the mm-hmm. whole thing with the Bridget D- Jones' diary, like, that was also in the same vein of, like, just kind of put in there only to make it, it like, this is happening in 2000. Like, this is the time. Yeah, here we are in 2004. Yes, you're placing it. Oh. I need to update my MySpace profile. And, and the same this thing is a with crazy like, day. It's like, oh yeah, no, you're watching a movie about, uh, you're like, it's making yeah. you aware of the reality of mm-hmm. it. But was um, it? I, I had a question: Is are all those shot like on location? Was everything shot at in the exact same spot? In the exact same spot. Wow. The ex- that's that's the exact square the the actual shootouts took place in. And the police station was real too. Yeah. Although apparently there had been some renovations that extended the police station slightly and they nearly destroyed the renovations unintentionally oh, by amazing. setting something on fire under it. Tight. Did cool. you go, if you go and Google the pictures of it, it matches really, really close to, yeah. the, to everything. So they, they did really stick close to what the yeah. actual event. That is one thing I feel I, like I've noticed a lot of really great attention to set dressing in all mm-hmm. Norwegian films. Yeah. There's very good attention uh, to detail paid uh, to the background. Hey. It's a limited budget. You got to make it work. You got to get real specific with it. Mm-hmm. Um, what, how did you guys feel about the uh, the police lieutenant who was killed? How that was handled? Because we, you don't you actually don't see him get hit. No. Right. Like we no. we get the over the shoulder of the the, the shooter who uh, um, is shooting that da- like a, like a decent like a, a full like football field down in into the car and mm-hmm. then, but we never we don't like hear a sound there's no specific action and then it isn't really tracked until the very very end when the bus driver comes out and checks it mm-hmm. we don't see any body or anything yeah he makes no effort to render aid i guess he, i mean he, he probably saw, actually like, yeah i guess he was yeah. probably he was shot pretty bad a couple yeah. times so and Oof. like for i remember this one that, that one got to me yeah and and I very much think it's because I'm from that city and I know... Like, you knew his name when I, he first yeah, yeah, came yeah. On, on screen and they yeah. mentioned it, so... Um, and that was a big deal in our city because being mm-hmm. a cop is actually pretty safe. And mm-hmm. he was also portrayed as such a nice, nice. decent, competent guy. Yeah. Um, a lot of really calm people in this, uh, in well, this movie. Yeah. He was very calm because... I mean, this is speaking of the unflappable thing. They showed a couple points where he's in his vehicle backing up as he's being shot at. Like, (laughs) here, and I think you see some impacts on the windshield. Mm -hmm. And he's just, he's not ducking. He's not, like, speeding up quickly. He's like, oh, I'm going to back up now. Uh, (laughs) Which, you know, obviously, I guess they don't know how he reacted, but that was an interesting way of portraying that. In an American film like this, I'm thinking of, like, Patriots Day or whatever. Yes, where exactly. You, you that's have a great. Like thank you, John. That's a great movie to compare this and to. Like jumping yeah. and getting on their radio, like I'm under fire, ah! mm-hmm. and which is probably accurate to what happened on Patriots Day, potentially at least. Uh, yeah. But it is a very different set of reactions. 
Yes, and I don't know, and again, this goes to a balance between what I'm carrying as an American and like what I'm imposing like culturally, and then also projecting what I feel how I would react in, in an actual scenario like that and how other humans, you know, just deal with these kind of pressures. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I do, this, this reminds me of that. I don't know if I've told this before and I apologize and I will cut it out if I have, um, about when, um, there was a group of, uh, Afghans, uh, in Afghanistan, a group of American and British soldiers who both came under fire at rel relatively the same amount of time. And the Americans get on the radio and are just like, my God, give us up. Like someone get a fucking Apache helicopter over here. Like we're under heavy fire. Like, and so like, oh God, we'll come over. And the British who are taking the exact same, like, real, real, real heavy fire are like, sorry to bother you. <laughs> I, I, if, if I could trouble you for a moment, please have a little bit of help. Because we're, we're in, in a bit of a spot here at the moment. Uh, like, a spot of trouble. Uh, yes, yes. So at your earliest convenience, care. please help us. So, uh, yeah. Also, tell, I don't know tell, tell your, your mother I said hello. Um, so we, uh, as we've done, we, we have definitely abandoned the entire, <laughs> like, um, thread that we normally follow along. Oh, yeah, the order. yeah. So, yeah. so I say, let's, it, does anybody have any other, uh, particular moments or anything that's, uh, it, it, it jumped out to them? One of them for me, which mm -hmm. I pray to God was real, is when, when things are starting to go a little bit wrong for the robbers, they can't get into the glass, um, the one guy who pulls the car up backs it up and knocks over a bottle, a bunch of bottles on the yeah. ground, and the other rubber just picks up one single bottle <laughs> and yep. puts it back into the trash can and leaves the rest of them. And I feel like I would do that. Like, I feel like that, that if was I have... specific enough that like that was caught on a CCTV camera. It must. Like somewhere. I choose to think. Like you're you have too much anxiety. You got a bunch of adrenaline. You're like I just need to fucking do like something. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I need to be helpful somehow. So you want to er do this part for the environment, okay? So exactly. Like a little bit counts. Erlen, Erlen's a big fan of that. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I I will say I, I have a, I have a couple thoughts. One has to do with the amount of people and the intricacy of this whole plan as as soon as i saw how many people were involved i was like oh well that's their fucking prop there's way mm -hmm. too many people uh, you know way too many moving parts for everything to go perfectly that's why mm -hmm. that's why inside man was so good it was only just one dude and that's, i would love to yeah so oh, sorry. Uh, no but it, it, that that's that was like uh from a from a like just thinking of how stupid these criminals were not not necessarily from a movie standpoint but like the actual mm. you know execution of the heist it's like man these guys were not not great at what they were doing but mm -hmm. they i mean they they managed to pull it off but the, the burning the car i thought was really smart like yeah, the that, fact that that shut down an entire police department was like oh yeah, genius and and had yeah. they, like had they broken the glass had someone did their proper fucking recon on the glass yeah. like this could have, they probably would have got completely out without a problem exactly yeah another thing i wanted to say was that this movie sounded beautiful i, I oh, was really? wearing, okay. wearing it with or i was watching it with with uh, you know, uh, decent headphones and like all of the the subtle uh, uh uh like it reminded me of the dark knight where you know everything is the action scenes all the uh, big sounds are very isolated and you don't hear, you hear like those small sounds of like footsteps and then you hear the, you know, the explosion that it's, that's, you know, kind of the same level, but it's, it's also like an, a different, I don't know. I'm not explaining this well, but yeah. it's the, the sound editing uh, uh, mm -hmm. of this was beautiful. Oh, mm -hmm. the, the, the moment where um, the guy who has cancer, um, yes. Like they yeah. focus up, they like kind of pan over to him, and in the there's like someone else far away is saying something, or it's like a memory. And he's like, he only has he has cancer. I, like, oh my god! Uh, and they're letting him drive. I hope he's okay. Like, uh, yeah. the cancer's and, named after him. Yeah, the cancer. Yeah, yeah, it's so, so rare. Yeah, it's so rare. After him. And so, and that tell that's like a great bit of storytelling. Like, it tells you everything you need to know about. And he he died six months after. Six months really? after. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh yeah. it, so one just just we've talked a little bit about the unflappable pedestrians walking through but 
the movie there the the moment that made me kind of like scream out or exclaim was when the the police officer who initiated the shooting pulls out the revolver and like starts loading it like, <laughs> what <laughs> does he actually have a revolver and is that a thing in Nor- for norwegian police Pro- officers that they like have standard standard right? shoot, like yeah. six shooter no i have no idea but he did because they remarked on it they were like those guys have what are they called? M M fives? M. No, they weren't. One of them had. What was the gun that they carried? But I mean, they have. They, they have, have sub. Guns. They have submachine guns. AG threes, MP fives. Oh, they did have MP fives. Yeah. Okay, yeah. M one so like, like M one carbine. <laughs> These guys have MP fives, and I have a revolver. Yeah, like and what the do you revolver want me to do? looked like it was from nineteen seventeen. Like it is. Yeah, built to last and and boy does he he wanted to use it because he opened fire first he opened yeah. fire first I mean, that, that, that was illegal against the rules of engagement yeah but he was okay oh wait wait, wait, wait. Now, right he was the yes yeah john did you research a little john as the resident lawyer um well i mean all it said is that that's illegal in norway but i even i you know i guess it's a fair question i mean it would here, be the first time that just... a police officer got away with something illegal <laughs> In Norway, it would. I mean, like, it is it is interesting because though they had guns, they the robbers didn't didn't engage or didn't start firing. He did, and I guess he got permission. Uh, it sounded like he did, mm-hmm. at least in the 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 movie. Like, if you can engage, you can shoot them. But mm-hmm. I, that was an interesting choice because that definitely escalated things, and it escalated things to no positive end. Like, he, yeah. as far as That's I know, he never point. hit any of them. Had he not opened fire and they just said, like, sit tight and watch him. And follow him. Follow him at, at you know. At, at, but at some point, you have to engage with well, them. Well, I guess the hope is that, like, eventually enough officers get down there that you yeah. can. Pl- I mean, yeah, right. I guess then. I mean, there were so many up. civilians there. And in yeah. the end, a police officer died. None yeah. of the robbers, maybe one of the robbers got shot in the leg or something, but none yeah. of them got hit. None of them got stopped from getting away. So it was. A yeah. totally ineffective use of force. Tactically, yeah, it, it was really not great. Yeah, if they had just... I mean, yeah, like, this is like with the, the debate of um, in America about, uh, like, high pers- uh, high-speed pursuits. Yeah, right. Where, like, you... All right, a guy's running dangerous. away. Very recently, what is it? A, a robbers, a bunch of robbers, like, uh, they hit a jewelry store or something, and then they, they're in America, and then they were chased down, and then they took hostages in a UPS truck. And they had guns, and the police just opened up on the UPS truck, yeah. killed the two robbers and the UPS driver, and they were like, all right, justified, like, we stopped them getting away with all of these diamonds. And, yep. you know, yeah, like, yep. maybe we should have just let, like, well done. We're going to hunt you down after the fact and try to catch you. Yeah, in D.C., uh, there's a there's a no-chase law for, yeah. uh, for like, ATVs and, and dirt bikes because it's it's more dangerous to yeah. to pursue them. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's get a helicopter. That's actually very, very interesting. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, Erlen, did you have any more thoughts? I know you took a lot of notes on this uh, on this film. Yeah, actually, uh, I'm looking at my notes right now, and essentially what I did was I would write some, something down based on an observation or a comment or whatever, and then I would write a plus sign if it was positive or a minus sign if it was kind of like a con. Um, and essentially... The, the first note, you know, is regarding the opening shot, you know, slow motion. We had just been given the time frame of events, you know, they're taking their time. I'm getting super excited. I'm thinking that this is going to be, this is going to be like a cool, well-paced, um, you know, based on real events thriller. Uh, and I thought that was great. And then every other comment right after that is essentially a minus sign, <laughs> except for the <laughs> very, very last one. Uh, and that's the closing shot where you're seeing, um, you know, through the, through the, the front window of the bus, uh, which I thought was really great. So, you know, I basically felt that they've got the first shot and the last shot, uh, you know, they, they really did that well. And then everything in the middle was, was just done poorly. It was, um, weird pacing and way too tight shots. Everyone was wearing a mask and, and there was too, too much shaky cam and you didn't really know who was who. And going back to this idea of, you know, do you understand the space that you're in, is that uh, the audience kind of had to figure that out on their own um, based on the actions of, of the um, 11 guys rather than kind of like where they are and stuff like that, which I thought was weird. Um, and I mean, there's like three guys 
at the lookout spot, you know, just kind of standing there with guns and just like watching all these pedestrians walk. But then there's only this one poor guy who's, you know, throwing the money over the fan or whatever. And I'm just I like, why, why, why would they oh divide their resources <laughs> like that? You have three guys um, just completely doing nothing for the first like 20 minutes or something, just looking out, I guess. It's an, it's an important job. I get it. But then you have this other guy who's completely left on his own to, to throw these heavy uh, bags of money. Um, I, they get, I, I, I totally agree with you. Like I, I don't normally clock those kind of things, but I definitely uh, tracked, again, as I was saying before, all the shots from the back of the head in the cars, all of these really close close-ups. And I don't think that was so much, a, I mean, it was ultimately a director's choice, but not because he wanted to. My guess would be that it was a constraint of the budget. So I have, I have the budget pulled up here. I don't know if any of you guys looked it up before. Do you want to take a guess in U.S. dollars how much this entire movie cost? Um, I'm going to say uh, $12 million. Okay. John, what do you say? $5 million. Erlen? I would hope it's less than $2 million. <laughs> it was in today's dollar. Uh, no, it, at the time. At the time, $2.6 million U.S. Wow. Which is nothing wow. for a movie. That is that is nothing for a movie. That's, wow. that's, I guess, well, yeah, they, that's how they saved on, uh, they saved on casting or on like, that's where most yeah. of an expense for movies are is paying it, big name actors. Yeah. The pyrotechnics, I think probably were a huge amount of oh, that, yeah. like this. Otherwise yeah, you think it's just them stuff. driving in the back of cars and yeah, you don't yeah, have to get those establishing shots. You don't have to get like uh drone fitted footage or anything. Mm-hmm. Let me just out of curiosity. Wow. Now I want so that might uh, uh, alleviate a little bit of the concerns. Um, whereas, as opposed to, let's look, uh, yeah, the budget, ooh, Max Manus' budget was three times that, which is still super cheap, yeah. like $6 million. Yeah. Okay. Well. And Max Manus had a lot more stuff. Yeah, Max Manus, wow. Okay, that reframes it. That was, a, that was a real movie. Yeah. They, they, they had a lot of CGI in Max Manus. Also, half of it was probably just to the Axel Henny wig budget. Oh my goodness! That <laughs> his absolutely yeah his his he has his own wig department for each movie he's in. Yeah. Um, does anyone else have any uh, any other thoughts or stuff that they want to uh, add before we go into our categories? I liked how real it was. That's Etha was very fitting with how. Uh, Norwegian cinema and uh, TV shows kind of the messiness of human psychology in crisis and crises. Okay. Yeah. I would actually, you know what? I would love to see this as a TV series, like put some real money behind it and actually track the planning, the Intel, maybe more on the, cause I thought it was super interesting that it started with the cops getting an Intel bulletin that like, there's going to might be a robbery around here, which I'm super curious how that came about. There's a ton, both, before and, and after. after yeah if you this was they, like 10 they, episodes like appeals yeah. to the supreme court blah blah blah. yeah this would like if this was like yeah like a 10 episode series where you know you'd have four episodes of them planning the heist getting the crew together let's get together uh, a team. let's get craig matson uh to do uh the chernobyl and uh oh yeah there yeah that's get get, get get that showrunner to... and then um yeah uh, here, but let's uh, let's go into our categories. So, yeah. uh, as always, we do we begin with who won the movie. Uh, I'm Kevin. Would you go first and tell me who won the movie? Who won the movie? Uh, 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 um, yeah, the robbers won. Uh, they got away, <laughs> uh, and uh, they got the money, so they mm-hmm. won. Uh, John. So I, I'm I'm once again going with a like a thing rather than a person, but. I think the general sense of Norwegian unflappability one, uh, <laughs> as, yep. as we've discussed, people just like walking by armed men carrying guns while they can hear gunshots, uh, mm-hmm. buses continuing to run, um, police officer being shot at who doesn't even duck, like general unflappability. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Uh, Gira, who, who won the movie? Um, I wrote down... Um, the cop who uh the uh, our friend who we watched this movie with kept calling him Norwegian Clint Eastwood 
which is the cop with the revolver. And the, oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. The oh, dirty Harry. The di- yeah. Because <laughs> he was he was just calm and he was running, cool he, as a cucumber. He was holding a revolver <laughs> with one hand because he really wanted to have yes. the radio on the other hand <laughs> to, like, get... I don't know if you've oh. ever fired a revolver. It has kick. Yeah, yes. that, he would so, not yes. have been able to hold that yeah. all that well. Uh, but mm. uh, I have uh, the who, for who won the movie is the company that makes that glass. Um, <laughs> I like the whole time I was just like they had to sponsor this movie because that would like all I would be bringing up in my marketing is just how these guys could not fucking get through it. Yeah, <laughs> we were uh, a plot point in a major major motion picture. Yeah, Erlen. Uh, who won the movie? Yeah, I was originally thinking, um, you know, the, the, the kick-ass glass as well would be the thing or the person who won the movie. But um, I'm actually going to go with not the bus driver, but the guy who told the bus driver to go and ask the police. Because, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. everybody's aware that there's some yeah. kind of robbery going on. And when the bus driver's like, what do I do, boss? And he's just like, well, I don't know. Maybe you should just go ask the police, even though they might be in a gun battle or something. <laughs> oh. Thanks. Uh, uh, call someone? I don't know. All right, let's uh, let's go through then. Who uh, who lost the movie, Kevin? Um, who lost the movie? Um, oh, I I, I just thought of it. Uh, p- pass. Um, come back to me, John. Who lost the movie? So I think Norwegian Clint Eastwood lost the movie. No. Um, I, oh, I, I, oh under- right. I understand that he ended up being hailed as somewhat of a national hero after this, but again, I think he made everything worse without accomplishing anything. So mm-hmm. I think he lost the movie. True. No. My my answer is uh, who lost the movie is uh, Norwegian um, Woody Harrelson. The Woody Harrelson, which the, which one? the the lieutenant. Oh yeah! Oh, oh the yeah. guy who died. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I guess pretty safe choice there, Kev. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. the robbers no, won. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's that, that tracks. Guro, who uh, who lost the movie? Um, uh, to me, I think it was well, obviously the cop who who passed away but uh but also the bus driver who who found him and had to like Mm -hmm. deal with all of that and and you could see even in those few shots that like this is not great for him there is i thought what was interesting during the movie is that they for certain characters they would bring their name up on screen yes and when they brought the name of the bus driver up i was like oh this cannot be good like nothing good is going to come out of this but um i agree with gero that's who i had lost the movie the bus driver who could not back up under fire which i mean like Mm -hmm. nor could i probably but it you know this Kind of yeah. choked at a moment of need. Mm-hmm. How about you, Erlen, who uh, who lost the movie? I'm going to go for an inanimate thing here, uh, and I'm actually going to say the Stavanger accent uh, lost the movie for <laughs> you me. You know what? And, uh, you know what? You know, not to hate on the Stavanger accent, and I'm sorry, Gudo, I know that this is uh, near and dear to your heart, but I just think it was so funny. I we mean, invite you on this podcast. Uh, You're a Everybody guest. <laughs> in the movie just kept, you know, saying all these things with the Stavanger accent, um, and, it, and it just it was just funny to me, and... and um, for example, there's that shot where the bus driver finds the cop who had just, um, you know, he's, he's just been shot. And when he calls it in, he first says it in, uh, the Stavanger accent. And because he says it in, in that way, it's, it's in a dialect that, and then he basically has to repeat it. And in the main book um, mall? I don't know if that was kind of like on purpose or why they kept it in there, but I just thought it was funny that the director essentially just like peppered all this funny Stavanger accent stuff throughout the movie, including the whole, like, uh, Bridget Jones uh, just went to see that uh, over the weekend, which uh, I was just, it was, it was hilarious. Er, Erlen, Erlen, can you like, because uh, I don't want Giro to reply on this. I want, what do you, how would you explain what the Stavanger dialect, or like the people of Stavanger, like how would you explain that to an American, how they should think about it? Like, is there an analog? You, you used to live in the States, so you know. Um... I think the best way to describe it to Americans is, is probably like uh, the Norwegian equivalent of how Americans talk in, in the movie Fargo. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. North Dakota, that area, which is, uh, you know, it's got that kind of like innocent, like, uh, oh, I didn't know what was going on, that kind of dialect. And uh, I think it's also ironic that it almost, you know, reminds me of that because there's actually a ton of Scandinavians or at least uh, Norwegians who who immigrated to that part of the, the U.S. Yeah, that's true. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. 
that's a great that's that's uh, but it, but it's true because it's very like the, the the especially the women that are mm. in the show a lot they, they just they sound very like yeah. uh woman 47 like they yeah. say things yeah. that are like so oh. dumb they're karens the karens of, of yes North. but they don't go to walmart and yell at people in my <laughs> notes i have at several point written the people of stavanger doopy 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 <laughs> <laughs> Can I go past? <laughs> Is this an exercise? <laughs> I just got off the bus. Like the Swedish chef uh, would be in, in the yes. U.S. Why, why does every podcast we do end up just becoming like racist against on... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. We love it. We love it. It's, it's, it's from a pace of absolute love. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. All right, uh, let's go to our uh, 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 final fun category. Who is your guy? Kevin, who was you? Do you have your uh, your I, I guy, do. or should we pass? I do. All right, I who's do. your guy, Kevin? My guy is the guy who's cleaning up the spikes because. God damn it! Was... That was my guy. Okay. Well, all right. You tell know me what? why. He's a great guy to have. Yes. But yeah, no, he was great. He was like, all right. fuck. I this is what I I need to help. This is probably not gonna do. Fuck. Okay, just get him out. Just get him out of the road. Just get him out of the road. No, I that <laughs> thank you. I'm I'm jumping in here because that is yeah. also a bike cop is my guy because at every point. Like when I was trying to put myself into the movie, like what I would do, like like when their fires out there and everyone's standing around, he's like, "All right, fuck it, I'll like I'll take a bite. It's we'll ten minutes me. away." He gets there, hits. I'm like, "Great, he does that." He gets to the spike strip, hits that, and is like, "Probably a good idea to move these out of the way." Smart, I would have done that. Very, mm-hmm. very, uh, very cool. Bikes down on a broken tire, gets held up by that guy. Yeah. Do you remember? For and a then while, like has yeah. to. Yeah, for a while, and then he does, ex- like, he was do. I was just thinking, okay, you wait till, like, he's probably not going to kill you. This isn't, like, a terrorist attack. They're clearly robbing. So if you just, at the right moment, like, on a reload, get up and run, he probably won't shoot you in the back. And he yeah. did that. And so, uh, yeah, totally my guy. Yeah, appreciate that. Um, yeah. Uh, John, who's your guy? Uh, so this guy may be too consequential for typical, but I said mm-hmm. the bus driver was my guy. Because, uh, hmm. you know, I, like, m- much as he's easy to make fun of, um, he did eventually stop loading his bus. I don't think he actually did go up and ask a police officer what he should do. I think he exercised some independent judgment there. And then, <laughs> you know, he, he went and uh, figured out what happened to the poor police officer. Um, yeah. I don't know. He, he's just kind of, he's like reacting somewhat rationally in this whole circumstance, unlike many other people. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to call him my guy. Gira, who's your guy? Uh, my guy, because uh, we can't let go of how silly the Savanger dialect is, um, is the Savanger, Savanger dialect uh, represented by one guy who we haven't talked about yet. We've talked a lot about the Bridget Jones lady. Mm-hmm. Um, but at some point, there is a guy, because the buses just keep running, there is a guy who asks, like, he, he's on the outside of the bus and he wants to get on, and he's asking the driver, can you open the back door? There's, and, and none of the Americans will appreciate this, and maybe not even Alan, mm. but in my head, there's something uh, beautiful about, or not beautiful, mo- mostly just silly, about the way he says it, because it's all the Stavanger words in, in, one, in one bit. Can you please say it? And he says, Can you open a door, bag? <laughs> and I can't what? explain why, but it just... It just fills my one heart. One more time. Yeah, one more time. Can you open a door, bag? I love that. <laughs> I want that to be my ringtone. So that guy, that actor who had one line and delivered it so perfectly. He's my guy. Thank Wonderful. You. All right, and then Erlen, it goes to you. Who's your guy? My guy is undoubtedly the team hype man, you know, yeah. the same guy that I referred to as, uh, you know, the Guttastamning or the, the Norwegian bro culture word. I mean, no matter how poorly things were going, this guy was so positive and he was just, you know, getting all his boys fired up for all this, this uh, money they were about to steal, no matter how shit everything was going. He was like, this is going to be great. So this that's fantastic. Yep. All right. Let's go on to our, uh, our rating. Now, Erlen, this is your first time here. Other shows may rate things on a one to five star scale. We don't do that here. First, we take we take the Norwegian system of one to six. 
like you do with the the die for some reason. Mm -hmm. But we don't rate it on a star scale. We pick an actual object from the film. So I uh, I was looking around at certain things. Uh, very I like to pick very Norwegian things, like a police officer who skis to work on roller skis. <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And that's just a thing. Or perhaps uh, this could be more abstract, like camera shots from the back seat, single, uh, 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 single bottles being thrown away by a robber, mm -hmm. or panes of bulletproof glass. However, I think I found the most Norwegian object that we are going to be rating on a scale of 1 to 6 here. So we will be rating the 2010 film Nukas on a scale of 1 to 6 ubiquitous indestructible blue and yellow ikea bags <laughs> <laughs> the spikes because, they're in that yes yes because every norwegian has a couple of those i have seen people you haven't you buy them once when you're at ikea you get your meatballs and then it, you come home and it's a good bag and you keep it stays in the closet it holds, yeah. it holds meatballs very well to the to the fact that the robbers in this movie <laughs> had got meatballs. all of their tactical gear and shit uh. and bought all of this stuff and had automatic weapons and went, well, what are we going to carry the money in? And went, I have a couple <laughs> Ikea bags <laughs> lying around. I'm sure they'll be fine at, at carrying massive amounts of currency. Yep. So again... We will be we will be uh, we will be uh, reviewing on one to six ubiquitous indestructible blue and yellow IKEA bags. Alrighty. All right, let's yep. let's uh, let's get going. Uh, Kevin, you want to go first? Yeah. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this movie four ubiquitous indestructible blue and yellow IKEA bags. I thought it was uh, it was fun. It was a really well shot uh, movie. But as mm -hmm. as um, I've been thinking about it more and more, the the fact that it only focuses on uh you know the eight uh, three a.m to eight thirty a.m mm -hmm. um and there's no third act there's no nothing before it it feels like it's an incomplete story mm -hmm. so the what story was there was was enjoyable um mm -hmm. i really liked the 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 moment to moment aspects of everything um but uh but yeah i think we like everyone has already been yep. iterated needs a third act all right um john how about you I am going to give this movie uh, 4.5 ubiquitous, indestructible blue and yellow IKEA bags, um, and I, I, I'm choosing that because I think I, I like the pacing overall. Um, I did not like. I never found myself my attention drifting, uh, and I do not think anything was any time was wasted. And I maybe I agree with you guys. Mm -hmm. I felt myself wanting a little more, but I think that's a better way to end a movie than feeling like my time was wasted. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I, I felt very frustrated during a lot of the movie, but I think that's like, that seems correct. Like I, I was engrossed in it and wondered why the police couldn't, you know, get there faster and why there weren't more of them and why the robbers didn't plan this better and why they couldn't get away. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then they, were, they, like, crashed into each other in the car. And I, I, I found myself very engrossed by this movie. So I'm giving it 4.5. Gero, hit me. Um, I'm going to join uh, John at 4.5 ubiquitous, indestructible blue and yellow Ikea bags. Um, it, it, clearly, it, since I'm from there and I remember this happening, it holds a special place in my heart. Um, mm -hmm. But it wasn't the best movie mm -hmm. I have ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um, but I enjoyed it. I yeah. enjoyed it. I, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm, um, going to come in at a four, four indestructible mm -hmm. blue and yellow Ikea bags. I, I actually probably would have put it lower for a lot of the reasons that, uh, that Erland, Air, Airland, uh, <laughs> mentioned. I'll learn it one day. Um, however, it, it, um, for, for what I explained earlier about my love of the kind of these kind of films that are not necessarily following a three act structure that kind of show a breakdown of a true event and go to my, as I described earlier, my love of plots and things that kind of bumped it up, um, from I'd say three to a four, as well as the fact that, um, they did a lot on a, on a $2 million budget. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm going to go, go with a four. Um, and, uh, Erlen, do you want to, want to lower our uh, average a bit? Uh, yeah, I'm 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 gonna go with uh, unsurprising one ubiquitous and indestructible oh. blue and yellow Ooh. IKEA. Wow! Bag. And um, 
I'm sorry for, for being so harsh. And it's, it's, I think it's maybe I had way too expectations, but I mean, this is one of the biggest um, true crime or true event type things to ever happen in Norway, especially within the whole like uh, heist or robbery type, uh, you know, occurrences or whatever. And being such an important event, I was just expecting it to be a lot better. I was expecting them to tell that story a lot better. I mean, um, everything going back to the complete lack of that third arc, the complete lack of introduction to who these characters were or, or who the victims were. And um, instead, it just kind of focused up, focused way too much on all the clumsy elements of, of the heist and um, honestly made the audience scratch their head in regard to that stuff rather than being like, look, we're purposely trying to tell you how weird this heist was. But, And I mean, just, just to give a, a comparison, um, you know, July 22 or July 22nd, that movie about the Utea, um, the, the, the horrible events of, of the, the Utea shooting, uh, was essentially a similar film in the, in the respect that it was a true story and that, um, you know, you are making, you're telling the story around an antagonist. Um, whereas at least... In July 22, they had a, a huge part of the film dedicated to uh, going into one of the victims, you know, one of the main victims and, and like kind of their experience of it. Um, and also just it, it just del delved into that part of it and made the audience kind of connect more as opposed to this was just kind of like um, a directly shaky cam running after characters doing things clumsily. And like, I don't know, I just, I just didn't feel anything. I didn't feel any, any wiser, you know, from it. And especially when, when the movie ends, you're, you're left to actually do the research to find out what ended up actually happening after you don't even know if they got away. So no, I feel like no, they, they, just, they didn't even tell the story that is a fair um, point. as good as they we, could. We respect you. And we like it. I appreciate it. Yeah, the last thing we want is everyone having the same opinion. Um, it's okay. I mean, we all have our own opinion, and some of them can be wrong. Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> and we, we love you, regardless, even if you're wrong. Um, all right. Well, uh, uh, thank you all, guys. Uh, this is great. Um, we One thing we, we can talk about is whether uh, what movie we want to do next. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I have not uh, uh, asked Erlen about this before, but do you have any suggestions of movies that we really need to watch? Hmm. Well, I, I've thought a little bit about this, actually, since listening to, to the podcast and considering what you guys have already covered. I think it would be really fun to do something that's kind of like a cult classic comedy from Norway. And um, I, would, I would suggest um, Elling, which is essentially um, a really clever and funny take um, – on loneliness and and all these other themes um but but it, it's also a lot of fun and i mean just uh just for heads up the both kevin and john but also the rest of the the listeners i suppose like don't watch this one on auto translate youtube uh because a lot of the you know the, the movie is carried by dialogue and stuff so you might want to get uh you know the professionally translated stuff rather than the auto in the dialogue stuff. yeah okay okay all right all right well, if we can find it yeah do you want to do that that one next sure Okay, so that's the 2001 film Elling, E-L-L-I-N-G. Does that sound right, Erling? I'm Googling it now. So, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll check to see if uh, uh, <laughs> hopefully uh, Kevin and John can find a way to actually access and watch this film. But uh, that'll be the next film that we cover, 2001's Elling. Um, awesome. Cool. All right. Um, if anyone wants to send us uh, any feedback, any other recommendations um, defending Erlen's opinion, um, <laughs> please do so at podfromnorga at gmail.com, and we will catch you for uh, the next uh, the next film. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.